0: Welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast, where we're here to help you land your dream job. So if at any time during this episode you find any value, please make sure you take a screenshot and share it with your friend. And don't forget, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. That will mean the world. So without further ado, enjoy this episode welcome welcome back to this episode of the mastering college to career podcast i am excited ladies and gentlemen i have a guest that i first heard about him in 2012 when he was a guest speaker in my professional selling class what he has done in the last seven years he was already super successful amazing speaker seven years ago but now he is on top of the world it is mr jet blunt he's the ceo of sales gravy he's a best-selling author he has 10 books ladies and gentlemen he's a keynote speaker and he's a sales acceleration specialist and jeff came to our classroom in a professional selling program rocked it and it really energized our classroom and i have been following him on social media and reading his books and looking at looking to him you know he's been an influencer for me when it comes to my sales career as I spend six years in sales before starting the Mastering College Career. So without further ado, Jeb, how are you doing today? Welcome
1: to the show. I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for inviting me in. I, I love to talk about you know college students and, and their careers and the opportunities that they have ahead of them. And I'm just really happy to have the opportunity to be here with you. Jeb,
0: I think, um, well, I'm definitely very lucky and excited that you're here. Um, I know how busy you are it's probably been like four months when we scheduled this, um, this podcast. So just imagine that ladies and gentlemen, he has to schedule four months, if not more in advance. That's how busy Jeb is running a hundred miles an hour. And so let's get started. Let's talk about sales and how sales relates to college students. And so one question I have for you is why do? what do you think that, you know, people have such a negative thinking about sales? Like they have such a when they think of sales, students generally think of a used car sale.
1: A lot of that's driven by the media, so we we make up in our minds uh, what what the media shows us. So on TV shows and movies, we show salespeople as you know as these you know cheesy uh, people who have gifts of gab and are you know are selling things like cars. Or you've got the Tommy Boy movies, or you know Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, and and. and and certainly, there are people out there that sell you, you used cars, but in business-to-business professional selling, uh, you have you know you have a, a big group of people that are working with businesses and helping those businesses find and 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 achieve or recognize these these measurable business outcomes. They're helping the businesses get better. And professional business-to-business selling is uh, is is just that it's a profession, and it's not cheesy. We're not doing or saying stupid things. We're not. High pressure on people. We're consultants, and we get into these businesses and and, and solve problems. And certainly, you know, when you're when you're an entry level salesperson coming right out of the college, you're not working on the biggest deals that are going to be in your company. You're going to be learning how to advance deals, working on smaller, you know, shorter cycle opportunities. But as you grow in your sales career, you can find yourself working with some of the biggest companies in the entire world, and and having real conversations with them about how you can change their, their company and, and change their business. So it's, it's, it's completely different than what most people think. And one of the things that I, I think that what, as for, you know, when people are talking about the used car sales, they're what a salesperson is, is I don't really believe that most college students understand how much money you can make in professional selling. And, and a lot of them don't understand how much money you can make coming right out of the uh, box. So in a lot of cases you get out of school and you say, well, I don't want to go in sales. I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to go in marketing. You might get in marketing. You might be making thirty, forty thousand dollars 40000 a year back in marketing because you're competing with everybody else who wants to be in marketing. But you can get into sales and if you get the, the right job in sales, you can come out of the gate making 100000 to $105,000 a year without blinking with the right companies and right sales, if you go out and produce, so this you know, this concept of we're all like, these used car people. I just it's it's nothing that you can combat. I can't change that. It's this mindset, but we can't talk about it and tell people the truth about what professional selling really is.
0: Jeff, yeah, I think you know you said a lot of very interesting things um, about it, and one of the things you talked about is how much money that students can make. And you know, when I was preparing for this interview. I was thinking about what are like my top five reasons why a student should consider a career in sales. And one of those reasons was the amount of money that they can make. And the average student that graduates with a bachelor, and we're talking about the average of all bachelor's degree, you know, that's sprinkling in finance and engineering that are generally towards the high end. And we're sprinkling uh, humanities or English that have lower ends. It's $35,000. So you you know, and- I know that in sales, there's companies that their salary starts at 35 plus uncapped commission. What are some of those, you know, what are type of jobs and companies that
1: hire students
0: right out of college?
1: So you think of, well, think about every big brand out there. So every big company from UPS to FedEx to just did a podcast with Wayfair. Um, you think about most of the tech companies out in the Bay Area uh, or in Austin or in the Silicon South in Atlanta, uh, you, you think about companies everywhere that hire salespeople right out of college, they're everywhere. My son's a junior in college right now. He's a political science major. He took a sales internship this, this, uh, this summer with a company called Paycom, fantastic company. By the way, if you are looking for a sales career, I highly recommend taking a look at this company. Uh, they're amazing. They have great training. And 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 they they bring in college students during you know during the summer so that they can learn how to sell. They're teaching these students how to sell. There's no obligation to work there, but they're willing to invest in those students. And you know their top salespeople are making close to a million dollars a year. And and that's true with a, a lot of companies out there. I work with companies every day that hire you know college kids right out of school. I say college kids. I'm older, so I say that. But you know college students right out of school. And, you know, in, you know in, in five to six or seven years, they're in position to, to make a lot of money. But if you look at every big company that has a sales team and small companies that have a sales team, almost all of them are interested in hiring people directly out of college right into their, into their sales positions. Now, let's be clear. When you go into an entry-level sales position, you're going to get a good salary, and a lot of these companies are paying way more than $35,000. They're paying $50,000 to $60,000 in salary straight out of college, uh, and, but you're going to be in an entry-level sales job where you're going to be earning your keep. You're going to be you know, earning your chops. You're going to be learning how to sell but they're also going to invest in you. They're going to, they're going to teach you. And I, I run a, a global sales training company and I teach a lot of college students. come right out of school. So the companies hire me and my organization come in and spend time with their people. And it's, it's amazing how many students come up to me or, or these, these, you know, these, these, my students come to me who, well, got, got out of the college, you know, six months earlier, got this job and say, I learned more in this class than I learned in the four years that I was in college. And and so you've got with both with sales, you know, you've got your college degree, but you also have companies that are going to invest in you, and they're going to make you better, and they're going to give you a free education that you can take everywhere else. So if you're, if you're, if you're saying, oh, well, I couldn't get a, a sales job because I'm, you know, I'm fresh out of college, think again. Almost every big company out there will give you a shot if you're willing to go through the, you know, walk through the door and work really hard.
0: It's it's very funny. You talked about so many times. You talked about how much training do these organizations invest in their salespeople, and that was actually one of my top five as well. Is I don't think that there is another like profession where the companies invest so much into training and development that in sales. So if you're a student that loves personal development, that, that's growth, that you eventually want to run a business, uh, build your business, start a business, be a CEO, sales is the route. And all this training and development it, it, it's like no other, and you just talked about like your company is one of those companies that does that that is hired by other large organizations to do sales training. Why do you think companies invest so much in the training and development of their sales force versus other departments?
1: well the, for most companies, the sales professionals are the elite athletes of that business oh. so what you some like why does an, NFL teams focus so much time and effort and providing training facilities, training their players, making sure that they've got great coaches there, making sure that the players have everything that they need, running drills, going through practice. The reason they do that is because in professional sports, just like in professional sales, those athletes are in skill positions. And the, those skills have to be constantly honed and built on. And sales, no, no different than like professional sports, uh, it's a series of plays. And so we have to teach the salespeople how to run those plays and how to do it consistently and effectively. So, if, if and this I think is so important for thinking about sales as a career. When you walk into that company as a salesperson, you are their elite athlete. Every single person in that organization owes their job to the sales organization. But that company is nothing unless they have sales because the number one reason why companies die is because they're on sell. So the companies are investing in the, sales, in the sales field because those sales people are so important to the future of that company. I still, so I worked six
0: years in PepsiCo and I was in the sales department and I still remember my boss saying all the time, sales cures all evil. So if the commodity prices go up and corn is more expensive, so making chips gets more expensive, the solution to everything, its sales, 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 because it cures all evil. I think it it, it brings me back when I was back in corporate america.
1: well there's there's, there's absolutely no doubt about that. I, I, uh, I, I totally believe that um, that you know that concept of sales cures all evil does. a great sales coming in. like everything else just gets a whole lot better. and And let's you know and, and let's just take that for a second. You think about okay, you're getting out of school, what do you want? And there are, you know, there are some things that, that you might think of. And, and by the way, this is what I think is really cool about sales. If you have a history degree or a philosophy degree or education degree or, you know, a psychology degree or whatever, if you have those things, companies will hire you to come. You know, they'll, they'll let you come in. They just want you to have a college degree. That's all they're looking for. They really, for the most part, don't care what your degree is in. It helps if you have a business degree but companies hire people all the time. It's like, I was just talking to the head of sales, he has 600 salespeople, and he says, I hire people who have potential to sell. I don't really care about you know, the degree they have, I don't care about what their interest in college was, I just wanna hire good people who have a great work ethic and, and have a lot of ambition because they wanna grow. So first of all, it doesn't make a difference what your specialty was in school, you can move into a sales position, People want to know what's inside of you, not what's on the diploma. They just want to make sure you have a diploma. The second thing that's important to understand is let's just go back to marketing. So one of the, one of the problems in business schools is, is, is that so many people want to go into marketing because they say, I don't want to be in sales. So if you go into, say, marketing or operations or any other type of job in business, or you go, you know, if you want to go work in a school or whatever you want to do. You are at the mercy of the people that are in the jobs that are, are over you. So you're not going to get voted. You're not going to move unless they move. And in a lot of cases, even though it shouldn't be this way, the people that have control of your career are making decisions about your ability to advance your career based on your tenure in the job, not necessarily your performance. Sales is just the opposite. And sales performance drives everything you are in complete control of your future if you go in and you crush it if you go in and you outsell everybody if you go in and you're a superstar you can do anything you want and i'll give you an example from my own career when i was 24 years old uh, I was in my second sales job. I was uh, entry level. My first sales job, I got right out of college. And, uh, and then that, the company that I was working for um, had, there was a financial issue with a little, little recession. They had some problems. I jumped to another company, my second sales job. I was 24 years old. It was a, a Fortune 500 company, um, big old company. When I was 34 years old, I was the vice president of sales. Now think about that, 10 years. Now most people don't make a leap that fast. But I outsold everybody. I was better at sales than everybody. I worked harder than everybody. I busted my rear end. And because I could outsell everybody, every time I wanted to make a move, all I had to do was tell people, look, I want to go there. I want that job. I want that job. And nobody told me no. The other thing that happens is when you're, when you're in sales and you're working really, really hard and you're producing sales, people stay out of your stuff. Like they don't mess with you. you, you you're around and you own the world because you're producing the whole thing that you said you know, covers all sense that doesn't mean that you can be an asshole. Don't get me wrong. You can't be an arrogant jerk. You still have to work in the business. But what it does mean is when you're a rainmaker, the world is your oyster and there is no other job in business period. End of story where you have that opportunity.
0: I feel like you, you took away, you're, you're reading my notes, Jeb. Um, I did all this research and I know this comes really easy to you, but you're, you're like hitting them on the notes. Um, you don't have to have a specific major to go into sales. And I remember when I was part of the college campus recruiting, so I was the one doing the interviews to hire them for our sales, sales associate program, which is a sales pro, uh, training program for PepsiCo. We didn't care about the major. We cared more about the personality and the drive. Do they have the work ethic? Do they have the communication skills? Um, and it, it, that major did not matter. We hired a uh, communications major. We hired like business. A lot of them were business, but, but they didn't have to be business. Um, Jeb, one thing I that my fourth one, before you steal it again, um, one of the reasons why I think students should look into sales is that you learn all aspects of running a business when you're in sales. What are your
1: thoughts? I, I think you're exactly right. I mean, first of all, you understand that revenue drives everything, cash flow drives everything. But because you're in sales, and this is true in sales, so this is sort of a sales lesson, most of the time, the internal sales getting the internal organization to accept what you close is harder than the external sales, and that's one of the that is one of the frustrations about being in sales is you have to be you have to you know you have to be able to to sell to your own organization, but what that teaches you is business acumen. So you understand operations, you understand profitability. you understand how the organization works. The time, you're able to leverage that business acumen to better understand the businesses and people that you're with so that you can sell more stuff to them. So when you say, go into sales, you're gonna, you'll are gonna you learn how to run a company. You're exactly right. And that's just, you know, I look at my career, uh, sales gravy in my company, uh, 12 years ago. And that's a, you know, that's a, for a small business, that's a long time to have a small business. And usually when you have a business that lasts that long, you're pretty stable and things work out. And I'm you know, rapidly growing the business. We've grown very, very quickly. We've, you know, we're up to almost people on our team and and I was able to start the business and have the confidence to do it because when I started the business, it was just me because I knew that I could go and sell enough stuff to build a business. I comfortable in my own skin. I was comfortable in what to do. And I also the how to run a business and the things that were important to a business like managing cash flow and making sure that you don't make too, you know, too many stupid mistakes. So all of the lessons that I learned helped me as an entrepreneur build a thriving business that has you know that has you know essentially changed my life but I wouldn't have had that if I didn't know how to sell and and the truth on entrepreneurship is that there are so many entrepreneurs who have a great idea for a business because they don't know how to sell they can't launch it or get it off the launch pad and when they do they end up failing a year or so in because they're starving to death because they don't have any revenue coming in
0: yeah i think that's really true and i think it's important that as I read, and I don't know if this is a fact
1: still, but most CEOs come from a sales background. That's true. Most CEOs come from a sales background, and most successful CEOs come from a sales background, and and that you know that the the fact that they are able to be rainmakers was, makes them better at thinking about the business in terms of how we're growing and advancing the business.
0: Yeah. And number five reason why I think every student should consider sales is that the amount of people skills that you learn in sales and the transferable skills that now even translate to your personal life. Like to be a successful uh, salesperson, there's so many habits that you need to have and those transfer into your personal lives and then you have an all around better life. What are your thoughts on that, Jeb?
1: Oh, I think you're absolutely right. You have to learn how to get along with people, to be a better influencer. You have to understand how to listen and perceive the emotions of other people. One of the things sells, does for you is it helps you grow and develop emotional intelligence, which is essentially your ability to manage your own disruptive emotions uh, so that you can influence the emotions of other people. So all the way around, when we talk about you know, that happens because you're able to to develop these these interpersonal skills, the ability of other people, is that as you move up into leadership, it makes you a better leader. Because what, what are leaders doing? I mean, leaders are influencing people to, to, you know, to go their way or to think the way that they want, you know, to, to, to do things the, the right way. So it's uh, all the way around. Uh, it, uh, it just makes you a better human being.
0: 100%. Do you think that everyone
1: is in sales? I, I think that yes, everybody is selling something. All we're selling something all the time because, whether you're in market or you're an operator or you're an HR, you you're constantly having to persuade people to accept your ideas. So we're constantly, as human beings, working in teams. We work with other people. So no matter you're a school teacher or. You are, you know, you're uh, a CEO. You, you, and working with your board of directors, you're, you're all going to sell people, including your own family, on your ideas and persuade them to accept those ideas. And one thing, when you talk about everybody in sales, that I want to make clear is a lot of people get out of college and they don't intend to get into sales or they don't want to be, in, be in sales. They're usually, I'm stand in a class, you know, in a college, especially when I'm one of the big markets at UCF. You know, I'll say, who wants to be in sales? And nobody raised their, hand, raised their hands. And I'll look at them. go, two thirds of you are going to be sales because when you start with the company, that's where they're going to put you. But those are people who are unintentionally getting into sales because they're not thinking about what they want. They're showing up some places and saying, can I have a job? But I think what you're thinking about is the intention. I'm making a decision to get into sales. And these are the college students, the graduates that are calling their own shot, and they're able to. Then you know, say to the organization, I want that type of a job versus the organization sticking to you someplace because they're trying to develop. Yes,
0: I, I know, I that's what I want. I, I think there's a lot of students that end up in sales as their first job, and a lot of times that's because that's the only job that they can get out of college. And those types of sales versus the type of sales jobs that they can get if they would have been mindful about searching for. A sales organization that's going to develop them, that's going to help them grow, and they have a lot of income potential. That's the difference, and that's the difference between them making thirty to forty thousand dollars a year and then being able to make fifty, sixty, seventy the first couple of years out of college. Correct.
1: You're absolutely right. Absolutely right.
0: What do you think um, are some of the things, attributes, or you know, whether they're soft skills or technical skills that make a successful salesperson in the beginning of their
1: career? Well, I think the thing is recognizing that you don't sell stuff. People don't buy stuff. They buy you first. So it's, it's human relationship. What we know to be true about sales is that the, the emotional experience that a buyer has going through the process with you is a more consistent predictor of outcome of any other variable. And I think a lot of new sellers really miss how important it is to develop a relationship with the buyer. And we're not talking about, you know, it takes, you know, 18 years to build a relationship. Sometimes you can build a relationship in 10 minutes, but the, 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 human, the human connection matters more than anything else. Now, it's important that you're dealing with qualified buyers and you can build a great relationship with someone who doesn't have the ability to buy from you and you're still not going to sell anything. But once you have a qualified buyer, You've got to recognize that people are buying you. It's, it's, it's that relationship that, that matters most. And that's where these interpersonal skills that you and I are talking about come into play. What can college students, so if I am a
0: sophomore or a junior student right now, and I've already set my mind that I want to go into a sales career, what can I do now while I still have about two years in college to position myself to get those sales jobs or to, if, be part of the sales academies that like the Googles, the Facebook, the Salesforce, and this
1: large Fortune 500 companies have? So there's a couple of things. One is if your school has a professional selling program, the type of program that you went through at UCF, then go see if you can get into that program. Because the one thing I will tell you is that the students that are coming out of those programs are making big bucks. And, and, and all my clients I work with, I work with some of the biggest brands in the entire world, all those companies come to me and ask me my opinion of what they should be doing. And one of the things I tell them is you need to go get involved in those programs and bring those students in because those are the students who have raised their hand and say, in advance, I want to, I want to be in the sales profession. So that's number one. If you can't do that, number two is is to start looking for organizations that have sales forces that will allow you to intern there. Now I would suggest, business-to-business. I believe that business-to-business sales versus business-to-consumer is a great place for for college graduates, because it affords you the ability to grow and expand yourself inside these organizations. So there's tons of organizations that are looking for interns to come in and work in the sales organization. A lot of times they'll pair you with a uh, a an you know an experienced salesperson that you can you know walk, run around with. In my son's case, you know he's on the telephone calling into C-level offices, so he's ex- Experiencing some rejection and he's learning how to deal with objections Um, and he's, you know, he's having the opportunity to, uh, to interact and learn and he's getting that on his resume. Uh, if you can get a job in sales where you're working in business to business, get that job, have that be your college job. There's a lot of companies out there that are looking for you know sales coordinators or people who will set appointments uh, or, you know, or individuals that will help out the sales team. Go see if you can get an entry level job doing that because in a lot of cases they'll do that because they're looking for people. So I would first see if you can find an intern. There's companies out there. Paycom's a great example of that. Um, but go you know, go there. They have formal internships that are specific to sales. And these are really well run internships that can help you out. And they can, they can, they'll, they'll train you without, there's no, there's no handcuffs. There's, it's just, they will teach you and they'll pay you while they're doing it. So to um, so do that in and, and if you can't get into an internship or see if there's a company that's in your town where your college is, that is looking for, some help and ask them specifically, can I come in and work with a sales team? And you'll be surprised at how many of them will say, absolutely, they love to have people that are interested because they know the value of bringing you into the organization. You may be able to walk right into a job without blinking right out of school. But I will tell you this, and this, I think this is super important. When I, I graduated from school, from college in 1992, which dates me, you can tell I'm a dinosaur, but uh, I graduated in 1992, and the one thing, the one piece of advice that I got uh, early in my college career was go get a job, and, and so I worked locally um, with, I, I sold for our local newspaper, so I had a job as a salesperson for our local newspaper, and that was my job during, during school, and I developed a really good resume. And I, you know, I want you to think in terms of $1,992 just to give you this, because this is a real-life case study. So when I graduated, I had a, I, my, my resume was was full of experience selling, and I was able to leverage that into my first sales job uh, with a really well-known organization. They had some financial issues a few years later, but I was able to leverage my job. And when I got out of school in 1992. My first year, I made $80,000. I want you to think about that for a second, okay? That was 1992 money. That $80,000 then is like making $120,000 now. And I was able to make that money because I was able to get the job because they gave it to me because I had experience. And then I used my ability to sell to create the commissions that created most of that, 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 uh, of that income. But my, my, you know, my salary at the time was thirty five grand, and the rest of it was variable income. But I wouldn't have gotten that job if I didn't have the experience. They wouldn't have, they wouldn't have given me that just cold if I had, you know, my experience was, well, I was the president of the chess club in school. I mean, I, I was working. And so I, I suggest to people that it, even now that I know school's fun. I know it's great. I know you want the experience. Get a job and go do something, put something on your resume because when you do that, you are more marketable than anybody else that you're competing with.
0: Yeah, 100%. Especially in sales, there's really not an excuse about internships because, especially if you're willing to work 100% on commission, it's really hard for a company to say no to that. And as a student, yeah there's that dilemma of how do I get experience if even internships are asking for experience? Well, this is the easiest way when you're in sales, you don't need experience to get your first job because if you're willing to do it for commission only, that is the best way. And if you can train yourself to do commission only, you will make more money moving forward because a lot of times we're just, we ask for that salary, but then you lose a lot of the upside potential. Um, Jeb, you know, I've always been taught that there's two types of sales and depending on your personality, you're either a farmer or a hunter. What are your thoughts on that, you know dividing sales into farming and hunting, and what do you think are the type of personalities that lean towards one or the other?
1: Well, I, there there are farmers and hunters there and what all that is is there are hunters. hunters are basically, I want to go find new opportunities and I want to close them, but I don't necessarily want to to maintain a relationship really long term. And then there are farmers and those are people who are more account managers hunters make way more money than farmers always have because that's a harder job. And, and most people, um, you know, they, they, they gravitate to one side of the equation than the other. The good news is that there are, are, there are a bunch of different types of sales jobs. Some of them are combinations of hunting and farming. Some of them are all, all hunting. Some of them are all farming. And, and the question is, where do you fit? For most, but sales, new salespeople, so people coming out of college, you're going to get a hunter job. Most companies are not going to give you the responsibility for managing their, their, business, their, you know, their, their customers with, with no experience at all because that's just not a smart thing to do. So if, when you get out of school, you should be prepared for I'm doing a hunter job. My rec- recommendation to new salespeople is you get really, really good at that hunter job, even if you don't like it, even if it's, it's something you say, I don't want to do this long term. But you should do that for a couple of years, get good at it, make yourself as good as possible. And then once you're good at that job, then you can say to the company, Hey, you know, I, I'd like to go into account management, or I want to be an account executive, I'd like to, to work on bigger deals. And, and because being good at a 100 job gives you the ability to choose where you want to go after that. But you'll find the place that where your heart is that makes you happiest in the in, in your sales profession. And then as you move up, so let's say that you, they, you 10 years or so as you move up in the organization and you're good, you'll end up making much larger enterprise level roles. They're often a blend of hunting, and hunting in some way, but they, they, they're different. They're much more strategic. They putting together the puzzle, they're much more intellectual and and through how you're going to reach customers and the impact to the organization is much larger. So good news about most large sales organizations is that they have multiple paths, but I can promise for the most part that you're going to start off as a hunter because that's just sort of how the game works.
0: What do you think are the top three industries, the students that right out of college looking into going to sales should look into?
1: But most students these days coming out of college are looking at tech. So clearly tech is booming. Uh, it, is, it is absolutely um, just crushing it. So I would be looking at tech. Uh, as crazy as this sounds, I would be looking in transportation and logistics. A lot of things happening with transportation and logistics have caused so much of courses are, are being done on a lot. And the transportation industry and logistics industry is uh, on fire. It is. Uh, it's one of the places growing exponentially. So I focus there, and I would also focus on healthcare. I think healthcare as an industry, it does have some challenges. A lot of the challenges are political challenges, but it has some challenges. But there seems to be a lot of room in healthcare for good salespeople. And I would add a fourth in there. Business services seems to be the perennial place where there's opportunity. And the best entry-level jobs that you're going to find, so getting right out of school, are going to be in business services. And if you get it with a good business services company, uh, Paycom's a great example, but you know, we can just look at that space, the HR space, which would be ADP, Paychex, Paycom, uh, a lot of startups in that space. Um, if you could look at companies like Enterprise that, that do a really good job of training new salespeople. Uh, there are companies out there like Penske. Um, I love Penske. I think Penske is a fantastic place. They're in the transportation industry, and they, they love hiring people right out of the school. They hire fantastic people. It is a beautiful culture. So that's a really good place to go. Uh, you can look at that. You can look at some of the business services companies like uh, uh, Centos is a great company. Um, they're, you know, they have a great sales training program. What they sell is pretty tough, but they sell business services. And but they'll teach you how to prospect, how to hunt, how to manage customers, business acumen. And you you can look at you can even look at companies like FedEx, like uh, like UPS. Um, and if you start looking out for those companies that are hiring lots of people. It, uh, it will, it will help, you, you know, help you find your way. I think you also have to think about um, inside versus field. So a lot of times you're going to end up in inside sales, which means you're going to be selling by phone. Uh, so if you're in tech, if you work in tech in particular, uh, you're probably going to be working more inside than outside. If you work in business services, you may be doing more outside work than inside work. So, uh, but those are the places where I would spend my time looking for opportunity.
0: You know, there's one industry that I, I'm surprised that is not on your list: staffing.
1: I see them heavily recruit college students to go into staffing. Staffing is a. You're you're exactly right. I'm I'm sorry I didn't think about that. But staffing is a um. It's a big deal. It's part of the HR space. Uh, and the HR space is pretty hot right now. Uh, it is a great place. Staffing is um is a is, is a it's usually straight commission and it's a great place to start uh it's it's a it's a difficult job it is i think staffing is one of the most challenging roles for new salespeople. but you certainly will will earn your chops and you will learn your way when you're handling staffing Uh, i think the turnover there's pretty high so i think people get into staffing they are you know they, they do it for a few years and they move on but if you're good at it you can make a lot of money. One
0: of the jobs that I see that a lot of finance students go into is financial services, working for a, selling financial services. Um, I yes. think that one has the highest turn, turnover rate, more than staffing. But why do you think that is the case? Why, why does that particular industry have such a high turnover when it comes to their sales?
1: Well, it's primarily B2C. So when you're talking about financial services, you're selling you're selling to a consumer who invests their money and it's 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 almost always straight commission um really big time on hunting and uh and it's just a tough place so what happens is those type of companies they bring a lot of people in and only a handful of people stick around over the long term and that's just part of what they do i mean it's part of a vetting out process so some people come in and say god i love this it's great and i know how much money i can make and by the way in insurance and financial services If you start and you get good at it and you stick with it for, you know, 10, 15 years, you'll be a millionaire. There's no, there's no doubt. But, but the starting off process cold is tough. The competition is fierce and it, there's a massive amount of cold calling. So there are some people like, for example, people who are better suited to account management that just aren't going to last long-term in those particular jobs. So that's why I suggest for most salespeople to think about a B2B job versus a B2C job.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm thinking a lot of, you know, I, my goal is to help students land a job with their dream company a lot of times, right? And when I think about what is the easiest entry into a, every company, whether it's Google, whether it's working for your favorite MBA or NFL team, it always comes down to sales. I think sales ends up being the easiest way to get your foot in the door. And if you do really good in sales, you can write your own ticket. I, the more we talk about this, the more I'm like correlating all that. Um, but Jeff, is there anything that you
1: wish I would have asked you that I haven't? No, I think, I think we've covered, I've really covered this subject. Well, I just, I just believe that, and this is my perspective and I, this is the living that, that I've made for myself, but it's, you know, I've, I have succeeded beyond my wildest dreams and I've, you know i'm i'm wealthy i you know i've got great investments i own multiple houses uh, i'm you know i i never have to worry about money i never have had to worry about money not from the time that i was 23 i've just never I lived paycheck to paycheck i've never ever had a concern and the reason is is because i was in sales and i love sales because i can point the direction I want to go. I love sales because my success is in my hands, not anyone else's hands. And I love sales because I've always been able to uh, to make more money than anybody else that I know. And all the top salespeople that I know know that. Now, money might not be your thing. It might be going traveling or going on vacation, but I've been able to travel all over the world and I've been able to go on some of the coolest vacations you can possibly imagine. So whatever it is that you want, the one thing that I know will be true is if you get into the right sales job, Um, it will afford you everything that you want in life and it will be your fastest track to achieve anything else that you want. It's
0: amazing. That was why I was gravitated to sales is because it it really comes down to me to run my own ticket. And with sales as a foundation, that's what you need to build a strong business because nothing happens until something is sold. Jeff, I always want to finish the podcast um, with one last question. Uh, And the reality is that students listening to this are generally multitasking. But if there's one thing, you know, one big takeaway that you would want a student listening to this podcast to, to take away, what would it be?
1: I, I think what I just said, I, I, I think the one thing I would say take away is that sales is a great career for you. And, and all you got to do is make a decision to reach out and grab it. I love it. Jeff, thank you so
0: much. How can students connect with you? What is the best way?
1: Well, there's a couple of ways. One is, if you're interested in sales, I'd recommend picking up uh, a copy of my book, People Buy You. Uh, you can get that on Amazon. I wrote that book in 2010, but it's a great first book. I've written tons of books. If you find me, you'll find all this stuff, but it's a great first book for you, and I would pick that up and read it. It's a really easy book. Uh, I would just suggest grab that book. Uh, second thing is, you can catch me on Instagram. I'm at SalesGravy on Instagram. I'm at SalesGravy on Twitter. Uh, you can catch up with me on Facebook. Uh, I've got uh, my fan fan pages Jeb on Demand, J-E-B on Demand, uh, and if you want to listen to my podcast, I'm at sells gravy, uh, and or you type in my name Jeb Blunt B-L-O-U-N-T, and I'm on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, uh, wherever podcasts are, you'll find me. And uh, and then finally, I would uh, I would go on my YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube forward slash sells gravy. I've got 400 videos there. I add new videos all the time. So you can kind of get a flavor of the things that I talk about when it comes to sales and get an idea if this is something that you're looking for. And if you move into an internship, it's an easy way to grab some information. And then finally, salesgravy.com is the, the most visited sales website on the planet. And we have thousands and thousands and thousands of free articles, podcasts, videos, resources for you as a sales professional. Go there, check it out, read it. And uh, and and that'll give you a good another good flavor a good idea of what it is that you want and if you're getting into an internship or you're moving into your first sales job, you'll get a boost over over the people that you're working with because you'll have more information than they do.
0: Yeah, if you are a student, and you listen to this, you're like, okay, you know what? You guys sold me. I need to look into sales. I will build my career in sales. Well, Jeb is amazing, amazing resource to start learning about sales, a sales career. Um, I listened to his podcast. I was lis- listening to his podcast. Um, they were talking about cold calling. It's one of the last podcasts that I heard. And um, it's interesting because I, for me, I thought cold calling was dead, but it's otherwise uh, learned that it's not dead, that you can still get about 25% pickup rate. So anyways, um, we can, I could continue talking about sales with Jeff all day, but he is very, very busy. So I want to make sure I stay respectful of his time. Jeff, again, thank you so much. You have no idea how much you've influenced me throughout the years. The first sales book that I read, one of the first ones, was actually yours. Like, I still, I'm holding it up on camera. People on the podcast cannot hear it. But um, it is one of those sales classics. It is, I would say that the Think and grow rich but in sales. So, Jeff, thank you so much. And for everybody else listening to this podcast, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. If you're listening to me right now, you, my friend, have made it to the end of the podcast. I want to take some time to thank you and congratulate you for being different and taking control of your career, doing things like listening to this podcast, putting yourself out there and building the experience needed to land your dream job is what's going to set you apart and not be just another statistic. So great job. Keep it up. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon.